You're listening to the Look Right Naked podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bach. This is the podcast for men and women who want to look right naked without living in the gym. If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, what is going on? Eric Bach from Bach Performance and the Look Right Naked podcast. And today I'm going to break down 10 simple rules to help you build muscle without gaining body fat. You see, body recomposition, that's the process of building muscle while losing body fat, is the holy grail. This is what the vast majority of people are looking for. With these 10 simple steps, this is going to help you align your expectations with reality so you can stay on course and make the best transformation possible. Rule number one, we have to set realistic expectations. You see, a lot of people step into the gym thinking that if they train for four weeks with a focus program, take some good supplements and get sleep, all of a sudden they're going to go from a prepubescent boy to being jacked like the rock. Listen, naturally they're not going to achieve that result. And pretty soon it happens, people start to look for quick fixes, look for different programs, they hop into different diet strategies, and pretty soon they're changing what they're doing every couple weeks and they never give their body a chance to work. Essentially what happens, people start cherry picking workouts, they start cherry picking different ideas, and this is like trying to learn a language by picking out different words in the dictionary to put sentences together. It's not gonna work. What you need to do is have realistic expectations and then design a program specifically around what is possible. What are realistic expectations? So we have to take a step back here and think, we're trying to build muscle and lose body fat. These are two opposing, diametrically opposed processes, right? Building muscle, caloric surplus, losing body fat, caloric deficit. The massive rate of muscle growth is gonna be slower if you're recomping, and so is the rate of fat loss. And so what happens here, people expect to maximize both fat loss and muscle growth while having conflicting processes going on. The actual reality is the process of recomposition, building muscle and losing body fat is exponentially slower. It's not that it can't happen, it's just so slow that most people change what they're doing before that you get a chance to make it work. So what is a better option? If you're gonna stick with a recomp, that's fine. But my personal recommendation is go all in towards getting lean first. For men, this means getting down to about 12% body fat. For women, close to 20% body fat. When you do this, your body's gonna be physiologically optimized to build lean muscle easier and do so without gaining body fat. That's absolutely crucial to getting dialed in across the board and optimizing your performance. And so what you have to understand with the expectation game, if we're looking at muscle growth independently, if everything is aligned to maximally build lean muscle and you're a beginner in the gym, you can expect to gain 20 to 25 pounds of lean muscle in a year. Each year that tends to get cut down a little bit more as you get more advanced with your training with the maximum amount of lean muscle that somebody can generally add drug free. And you can look to the work of Alan Aragon, Lyle McDonald on this, 45 to 50 pounds, 20 to 25 pounds for women. But understand that if you're also trying to minimize fat gain, that process is going to be exponentially slower. And so if the maximum rate over the course of a year for muscle growth is at 20 to 25 pounds for men, well, you could probably expect to gain maybe 5 to 10 pounds if you're very dialed in with your nutrition across the board. So those expectations have to be set in reality. And to help do that, I, don't, I recommend not just looking at the scale, but also taking body fat measurements, using things like a DEXA, um, using um, hydrostatic weight, anything that's available for you. So you can actually track your body composition. Most people do not track anything beyond their weight. And even if they're building lean tissue, building lean muscle and losing body fat, the scale's not changing. They get dejected and pretty soon they are doubting the process and changing course. So your expectations have to be in line with reality and understanding that you're not going to maximally lose fat or build muscle if you chase two opposing goals at the same time time. This comes back to where I finished, right? We have to get lean and then bulk. So here's exactly why we have to focus on this. Men, again, get to about 12% body fat. Women, we want to be around 20%. When we do that, and a good indicator here is having some level of abdominal definition, your body is going to be much 
you're just going to have a much easier time actually building that lean tissue. The reason is we have improved insulin sensitivity and nutrient partitioning. When you're in a caloric surplus to build lean muscle, well, guess what? If our body can take and use a lot more of that directly towards repairing the work from exercise, it's going to be so much easier for us to be able to actually stay lean. Now, a lot of people fall into the habit of the dreaded dirty bulk. And you know what? I fell into this habit myself years ago. When I was in college, I remember trying to build as much muscle as fast as I can. And I was drinking these nasty ass chalky protein shakes that just absolutely destroyed my insides. It was not worth it. And I would not want that for you either. In fact, if we just try to bulk and eat as many calories as possible, we have three key things that happen that we do not want to deal with. The first one is fat hyperplasia. So when we try to build muscle too fast, we dramatically overconsume calories, our body increases the number of fat cells that we actually get. And the reason this is an issue is once we develop fat cells, we can't really get rid of them without surgical intervention. We can shrink them down, but this is one reason that when people yo-yo diet and have these big binging cycles, they tend to be able to gain fat a little bit easier. Right? And so what we want to do is prevent that from happening in the first place. On the second side, we have decreased insulin sensitivity. Our body is not as able to be able to break down the food that we're consuming, especially the additional calories, and use them towards building lean muscle growth. If you have two different people, one has great insulin sensitivity, one looks at a carbohydrate and seems to gain weight, calories are the same, the person with better insulin sensitivity, not necessarily stronger, but they will definitely be leaner and have better body composition. So if we can get to the point where you have improved insulin sensitivity, that is going to be much better. And then the third issue is developing poor eating habits. You see, you can occasionally eat a little bit of junk food and be okay, but a lot of people use the idea of building lean muscle as a ticket to really have the self-control of a 14-year-old boy on TikTok and OnlyFans. We do not want that, right? So we want to be focused on eating clean, making good decisions, so we do not develop bad habits that are exponentially harder for us to break down the road. Number three, eat a moderate calorie surplus. And gang, hopefully my voice, is, my voice is not getting too nasally. Bizarre thing when I've been doing podcasts lately, maybe it's because I'm speaking so much, not really breathing out of my nose, that I tend to get a little congested. So we are testing out the Breathe Right strip, and hopefully that does include everything across the bow. Now, eating at a moderate calorie surplus. Again, the thing here is we do not want to eat so much that the excess calories spill over to a lot of body fat gain. And so we don't need to eat a massive amount of food. Instead, what we need to do is have a calorie surplus of give or take 10 to 15%. What does that mean? That means it could be as much as, or that could be as simple as having a protein shake and a banana directly after your meals. It doesn't mean having an extra 1200 calorie burger from your favorite fast food joint, right? There's a big difference. And so what do we want to do for calories? If we want to get technical here, here's a really simple baseline. We can take our body weight in pounds times 15. That gives us a very simple maintenance level. So if you're 160 pounds, that's 2400 calories per day. If we want to start increasing our calorie allotment, we could be looking at 20. 600, 2700 in that range. And so what we want to do is we want to hold calories there for about two weeks, see how you're feeling, notice any growth on a scale, movement, and then we gradually titrate up from that point. You see, when it comes to any calorie estimation, these things are always estimates. So we have to be consistent with the foods that we eat with your actual intake in order to see if something is working before we make adjustments. The big mistake most people make is they just randomly start eating a lot of food and then they start to go through overeating cycles, undereating cycles, and their body does not change despite doing a lot of things right, but really lacking the overall consistency that they need to transform their bodies. Rule number four, how to properly set your macros to build lean muscle without getting fat. So calories are king, but the macronutrient split is also important. That means we have to get dialed in with your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates. So here's what I would recommend. 
Based on the evidence, you can check this out wherever you'd like. The maximum rate of muscle protein synthesis happens around 0.82 grams per pound of body weight. That's hard as hell to remember, and I'm not going to make this a freaking math quiz. So well, what I like to say is shoot for one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Um, if you have a lot of weight to lose, you shouldn't be building muscle anyway, so that's going to be a different story. However, let's say you're 180 pounds, you want to build muscle, get up to 200. Then you want to shoot for about 180 grams of protein per day. Eating more protein than that, it won't likely spill over into body fat gain, but it's not going to necessarily help you build more lean muscle because at some point, excess protein just becomes a very expensive carbohydrate. Speaking of carbohydrates, the leaner you are, the better ability you will have to, to really take in carbohydrates. So what I like to do here is set about 40 to 50% of your calories over at carbohydrates. That sounds like a lot, and the reality is it is because carbohydrates are the optimal fuel that you need to be able to build lean muscle and to be able to train your ass off. Where a lot of people get confused, especially right now with this low carbohydrate craze, is they try to go low carb for everything. Maybe they see a cutting diet from a bodybuilder, an influencer, somebody like that, and then they conflate the diet that somebody is using to get shredded for a peaking event with what actually built that lean muscle and the ability to train hard enough to optimize their physique. That's not what we want. So we want to set carbohydrates at about 40 to 50% of your calories. And then fats, we just want to make sure that we are above 20%. We need some level of fats directly to aid in overall hormone production and obviously make food delicious. Please pass the ribeyes, but we do not want to be want it to be too many of your calories in total. Tip number five, we want to sleep seven and nine hours per night. Sleep is the ultimate performance enhancer. See, people will spend all kinds of money looking at different supplements, different ways to boost testosterone, insulin sensitivity, to lose fat faster. When the best way to do it is improving the duration and the quality of the sleep that you are getting. In fact, I was peeking at one 2010-based study that looked at a 14-day span, and these people were sleeping five and a half hours per night versus another group eight and a half hours per night, following the same training program, following the exact same nutrition protocol. And so what happened? Well, the people averaging five and a half hours of sleep had a fat loss decrease of 55%. And an increased loss of fat-free mass, which is your hard-earned muscle, increased by 60%. So what is this showing us? Well, we've seen a lot of different studies that look at everything from testosterone to insulin sensitivity. Those are all decrease when it comes to getting adequate sleep. And so if you're chronically not getting enough sleep, it's going to be shown that you're going to have higher levels of cortisol, your body's primary stress hormone. You're going to have decreases in testosterone, IGF-1, growth hormone, and yes, as mentioned, insulin sensitivity. And so what does that mean? You can work as hard as you want in the gym, but if you're not dialing in your sleep, your body's not going to be able to recover from it. You can have the best meal strategy in the world, but if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not going to optimally use those nutrients. And you can have as much discipline in the world, but we all know what happens when you don't get enough sleep, you're surrounded by good food, and fuck it, set it. You're not going to make the best decisions. So if you want to have everything working better for you, the key is getting better quality sleep in that seven to nine hours per night that we want to shoot for. Rule number six for building muscle without getting fat, we need to track and assess what we're doing so we can get stronger over time. Listen, I know a lot of lifters who work hard in the gym, but they do not track anything that they do. And if we see them years later, they are still lifting 185 pounds in the bench press for five sets of five, moving on to bicep curls, rinse and repeat. The same weight, the same resistance, the same technique that they had years ago. And a lot of people get stuck in this habit of working pretty hard, but not actually tracking any metric to know if they are improving. And so while just getting stronger is not the only thing that you need to do when it comes to building lean muscle, if you're not tracking what you're doing, 
you're guessing, right? If we want to take the old Peter Drucker advice, if you're not assessing, you are guessing. And what we need to do is look directly at your training and realize, are we making improvements or are we not? When we start to track what our workouts look like, we have that much more success. Me personally, I still track everything in an old school notebook because it gets me off my phone and it lets me reflect back on the way things are going. And so what we need to implement here is a strategy for you to be able to improve the weights that you're using. Let's take your current physique. Let's say you bench press 100 pounds, 185 pounds. You do it for five reps. If we just focus on improving that bench press to the point where you're bench pressing 225, that's what, 45 more pounds? Jeez, excuse my math. For the bench press, and you do that over time, guess what? You're gonna have a bigger muscle, a stronger muscle. You're gonna be recruit more muscle fibers directly in your chest, in your shoulders, in your triceps, and voila, you are going to be stronger across the board, right? If we increase that weight by 40 pounds, as I just mentioned, that's gonna make a dramatic impact on how much force you're gonna be able to produce and the overall tension you can create within the muscle itself. So if you're not in your workouts right now, you can keep doing the same workout, but start tracking what you're doing. Write down your workouts and just set the idea of getting a little bit stronger over time. If you're getting stronger and challenging your body to overcome more resistance, you are giving it the tools that it needs to be able to create more lean muscle. Rule number seven, we're going to piggyback that off that for a little bit. We're talking about reinforcing your strength base. If you have an image or if you're watching this live, the height of a triangle is dictated by how big the base is, right? Because it goes up. And so the base of your ability to build lean muscle and to perform your best through being in the gym is building a big base of strength. Because when you are stronger, you can lift more weight for more reps relatively easier. When you are stronger, you can recruit more muscle fibers. For example, you might do an exercise and you're only recruiting 50% of the muscle fibers in there. If you get stronger over time, you can recruit more. In addition, your technique improves. And that ability to have better technique, improve muscle fiber recruitment, and improve overall work capacity, very beginnings, that's gonna help you build lean muscle. But long-term, when we're stronger, the ability to do more work over time is gonna be dramatically important for helping you build lean muscle. For example, people love to look at advanced workouts. They think that they're more advanced than they are, which, hey, we've all been there. And they start to do things like drop sets or post-activation potentiation, all these more advanced things. Well, here's the issue. These things do not work nearly as well unless you are very strong. So if you have somebody who wants to do a drop set and they bench press 100 pounds, well, that drop set might only have them going 100 pounds, 85, 50, and then they're done. If you have somebody who can bench press 300 pounds, they'll probably go 300, 275, 250, 225, down, down, down. There's just a lot more to work with. So a lot of people jump into advanced measures before they have a base of strength really built. And so what I would recommend, and you can pick whichever movement patterns you want or exercises you want within movement patterns, but you should be able to squat at least one and a half times your body weight. You should be able to bench press, especially men, one and a half times your body weight. You should be able to hip hinge, deadlift two times your body weight, right? This varies a little bit by age, by sex, all of these components. But if these numbers sound alarming to you, you're probably not as strong as you think you are. You do not need an advanced level program in order to make progress when it comes to building lean muscle. Rule number eight, to some extent, we have to chase the pump. So a lot of people run into issues, especially if they have a sport performance background where they just want to train like an athlete. Now, you can make some significant progress in building great body in doing this. However, we also have to start adding some elements of training for your physique at the same time. And so what we need to understand is there are three main components when it comes to building lean muscle. We have mechanical tension. This is your heavy strength work. Think of exercises where you're doing reps of one to six. Then we have metabolic damage. Metabolic damage is the pump 
This is high rep work with incomplete recovery. And so what we need to do, once we have some more heavy strength work done earlier in the workout, we need to start gradually shifting to the point where we're trying to actually induce fatigue. And so this is your classic bodybuilding work. This is hitting the rep range of six to 12 reps. This is taking three to four second eccentrics and lowering the weight under control. When we do this, we create the buildup of many byproducts of muscular contractions inside of your body, which actually activate what we call mTOR, which is a central regulator of cell growth, particularly muscle growth. And so we wanna include multiple exercises where we're getting more of a pump. We're having a combination of exercises that have both a lot of tension, but also incomplete rest, where we create these factors where you can drive muscle growth. So do not fall for the idea of just getting stronger to build lean muscle. We also have to get a pump and create that metabolic stress component. Rule number nine, we have to train to failure occasionally, meaning we need to be able to take muscles to the point where they're completely exhausted, but we have to do so in the safest way possible. And so what we wanna think about right here is we do not need to take a heavy squat, heavy deadlift, any of that stuff to failure where the risk of injuries through the roof. Instead, what I like to do is Take an exercise where we can control form, we can control technique and do so where we have some external support. So what does this mean? Actually, machine work. Machine work is perfect for training to failure because it provides external stability and greatly reduces the chance of an injury that can happen with free weights. So what do I recommend? Well, at the end of a workout, specifically if you're trying to maximize muscle growth without getting fat, pick one exercise and we want to take it to failure anywhere from 20 to 30 reps within a set. This creates a lot of mus muscular damage and that metabolic stress to drive muscle growth. And so here are a couple examples. Chest, it could be as simple as a plate-loaded or a machine bench press. <clears throat> if you don't have those options, a push-up works great. Lats, a chest-supported row, whether you're plate-loaded, machine, or dumbbells will be a great option to really build those up. Biceps, I like an incline dumbbell biceps curl or a machine curl. Those are excellent. Quads, not a big fan of taking squats to failure unless you are doing a dumbbell goblet squat, especially if you elevate your heels. I use a wolf wedge. That allows you to get more ankle dorsiflexion and really hammer your quads that much more to maximize muscle growth. Regarding your triceps, a cable tricep pushdown is going to be great as long as you can keep your elbows pinned and tight. Hamstrings, a stability ball hamstring curl or a machine hamstring curl creates a lot of additional tension and growth directly within those muscles. And then if you want to build your traps, I would love something like a two minute long farmer's walk. And this is absolutely brutal. All you need to do here, grab a 45 pound plate, one in each hand, ideally if it has the handles where you can grab it and just go for a walk. You want to go for two minutes or as long as you can, take a short break and then repeat it two times. This creates a ton of tension, a ton of stress directly in your muscles to help you build the muscle that you're looking for, for the long haul. Now, tip number 10 here is you have to settle in for the long haul. You see, you can follow an aggressive fat loss diet and make some pretty dramatic results fairly quickly, right? But building muscle, especially while staying lean, takes months, not weeks, months, right? And if unless we have the focus on primarily trying to build that lean muscle and doing so in a clean way, what happens is we start to build body fat and that becomes much harder to take it off down the road, right? And so what I would recommend is if you're going to build muscle, you want to focus anywhere from three to six months at a time in getting it done. If you do not give yourself enough of a window, you're not going to see enough results to really stick with that process. Conversely, if you stick with it too long, and you're sloppy with your diet, you're gonna gain a lot more body fat. So three to six months is a great spot to look. Occasionally you can tie in some short mini cuts throughout that process, which will help you stay lean. But again, the process for building lean muscle is exponentially longer than fat loss. So make sure that you keep the goal, commit to the process, and remember that consistency compounds over time and success comes from the ruthless execution 
of the basics. If you follow these 10 rules, you will have everything that you need to build lean muscle without getting body fat. Hey, it's Eric here again. Now, there are three ways that I can help you look great naked. Number one, if you want to grab a free copy of the Look Great Naked Protocol to help you lose body fat without counting calories, then go to bachperformance.com backslash free training. Number two, if you're a busy guy looking to build muscle, then I recommend checking out our Minimalist Muscle Blitz, which has helped over 1,000 men build muscle without living in the gym. Just go to minimalistmuscleblitz.com. The link will also be available in the show notes. Or number three, and last, if you want to work with me directly and get the best results possible, apply at bachperformance.com backslash coaching to look great naked without living in the gym. Until next time, my friend.